Big Sis Podcast. We love Big Sis! Welcome to the Big Sis Pod, a product of Big Sis Australia. The Big Sis movement is here to empower females in all things relationships, career and self. We discuss topics that really matter to chicks. Here's your host, Karen Mason. What if you didn't have any money concerns? Could you just imagine that for one moment? Would that mean that you would finally follow that passion and start the purpose work that you've always dreamt of doing? If you think your money story is seriously holding you back, then this is going to be a great podcast for you to listen into. To help us remove any blockages around money and to learn how to own your hustle, please welcome a Ruby Lee here I'm in Melbourne. So happy to be here. Me too. <laughs> I'm so glad to meet you face to face. Oh my actually. gosh. Same. I've stalked you online for so long. Thank you. And I've been admiring your work also. So it's so it's good to be so good to collaborate with you. Absolutely. And also this topic, I must admit, um, talking about money blockages and money concerns. You know, so many of my friends, whether they've been colleagues, like work colleagues, or maybe even just uh, new members to the Big Sis community, they're often asking me about this particular topic and around fear, Mm -hmm. you know, to start their own thing. So I'm really glad that we're talking about that today. And so where do you think from your experience that a lot of these fears around money come from? Yeah, so I talk a lot about my money story, but it wasn't extremely easy to do at first. I realised very early on that for me, my money story began when I was quite young. And that's one thing that I think we fail to do as humans, as individuals, to actually identify what the root of the problem is. And it's not even sometimes a problem. It's just, you know, some lifestyle, maybe circumstances you've been put into. For me, it was definitely more of a childhood type of circumstance. And Mm -hmm. I talk about it in the sense that, you know, I had two very polarizing views uh, growing up. My father, who was very irresponsible with money and eventually became a big gambler, and my mother, who was very prudent with money, but so much so she would just put everything away. So it wouldn't even have any fun with it? Not have any fun with it because so much of her life, sadly, was about rebuilding the family finances because my father was always, he would always piss it all away. So for my circumstance, identifying that at a very young age and then coming to realise that because I had this almost bipolar relationship with money, my father saying, just go for it, enjoy life. Like, yeah, you know, you can always make money back. And then my mum saying, you've got to put stuff away for a rainy day. You never know when you have to rebuild. I was so freaking confused. And I had a very strange relationship with money growing up. And it resonated all through my career. It resonated all through the early stages of starting my business and actually fully letting myself do things like invest in my business and actually put money into the business when it was actually going to be fruitful. But also I'd be spending money on all the wrong things as well. Louis Vuitton bags, (laughs) maybe. Definitely Louis Vuitton bags. Definitely. Oh gosh. My weakness, definitely my weakness was luxury travel. Yes. And so I would spend ridiculous amounts of money and just like put money away into beautiful hotel rooms and experiences. So that was definitely, I think, my vice when it kind of took me away from realising why do you want to go on holidays in the first place? It's to reset, it's to reconnect with who you are, it's to spend time with the people that you love around you. It's not about the material things. Well, I do find it is hard to get that balance, you know, because I'm the same I, and I do think that 
because, you know, those fears around money, I was sort of thinking about where does it come from? And you've actually answered that because I was believing it's parents or partners, often the case, because I had a husband that was like very anal about me spending any money and and didn't really understand my big vision. So Mm. I did actually put my career aside for many years because of the partner. But I also had conflicting parents' views as well. So yeah, it's really interesting to find that core. Yeah. And my previous relationship, he was the opposite. He was very much of just buying all the new toys and every like brand new shiny thing, new cars, new technology. It was like crazy. So it was to me, I then went into this really kind of spendy stage in my life. And by the time I had finished my sort of like my 20s, I was 28, I remember, and I was about to go through a massive divorce. Mm -hmm. I'd been, you know, with my ex for almost 10 years. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, what have I actually done for myself? I've had a great career and I've had a lot of money come through because of that, but I don't really have anything to show for it. Mm. I mean, luckily I, I did actually purchase a house, but outside of that, there wasn't really anything and there wasn't an asset that I had built for myself that I knew that I could take on going, which is why I'm so passionate about business and side hustles because I really believe that you can build what you want to build and a lifestyle and a freedom and and choice that you want to if you just put some action towards it. Well, I think you've got that fine balance because, you know, especially us spiritual people, you know, that whole I'll live with abundance and and as you said, (laughs) your father would say, but the money's going to come back in. I mean, it's very tricky to find that balance of responsibility, but having a bit of fun and, and following your passions and dreams. Oh, and it's so confusing sometimes because you know, you can get into this whole like wormhole of reading heaps, reading lots of blogs, listening to amazing entrepreneurs who are just literally like, treat yourself, like, you know, the money's on its way and you've just got to believe in what you do and you've got to act as if and all the stuff. And then my very practical brain, so I was an ex-accountant, goes right back into the spreadsheets and goes right back into balancing, you know, the financials and just going, no, like practically that's not happening right now. So, Yeah, but I think what it comes down to when it is financial abundance is that abundance is, you know, really defined in very different ways by different people. Mm -hmm. So abundance is not always financial. It's about the feeling that you have when you have everything that you need in this world. That's gorgeous. And I love that theory because it is very hard to get. And now you actually specialise in side hustle. Can you explain that term to us? Yes. For anyone that hasn't really, well, they might have heard of it, but kind of like, well, what does that really mean? Yeah. So a side hustle is basically a sideline business that you build whilst either working a full-time job, a nine to five, or if you've got something that's taking up the majority of your time. So whether you're a full-time parent or whether you're a full-time kid, or, you know, if there's something that's actually, if you're a student, that's, you know, taking up most of your day. But the side business comes from the fact that any net time you have, any leftover time, and what I mean by that is the time that we're spending on Facebook, on Insta, Facebook, watching fluffing. Netflix, yes. just going on like three or four hour sh- window shopping sprees, you know, it's all those aspects where mm. it's like, hey, you can actually use that time now to put into what is a passion of yours 
goals and start to create a business, a tribe, a community, and then eventually start to monetize it. So I teach people in my community to do that, to balance, to prioritize, and to make the best use of their time. I love that because so many of us will say, ah, but I don't have time for this and I don't have time for that. But we really do. It's all about time management. Exactly. And it's amazing how much you realize how much time you have once you write down what you're doing in your day. Like actually start to write down the big blocks of time that you were spending. I did that and I realized that I was scrolling through Instagram for an hour a day, minimum. Just scrolling. So easy to do, isn't it? First thing in the morning, last thing at night, lunch breaks, coffee breaks. Like, you know, you're waiting for people for that next meeting. It's like, oh, I'm just jump on Insta. So true. So, so true. So when did you actually decide that, hey, well, actually, let's go back a little bit and explain your story, first of all, because you were working full time Mm -hmm. and then you started a side hustle. So talk us through that. Yeah. So a bit about my background is I spent over 10 years in corporate. I was an ex-accountant and then I moved into HR and recruitment for some of Australia's biggest brands and then eventually into the Melbourne tech startup scene. So I had a really cool job. I was working with founders and entrepreneurs, helping them really hire awesome developers and website designers and whatnot. And then it came a point in time where I uh, fell pregnant and during maternity leave, I had a lot of time in my hands. You would have been bored I was a knowing you bored. being so busy. And I was really yeah. blessed with a son who he's now two and a half, but who was just such a good sleeper. Like he was sleeping four or five hours, like, you know, throughout the day wow. from the minute he woke up, like he'd catnap all throughout the day. And I'm like, wow, if I've got four hours in a day, I am so sick of daytime television. I'm so sick of not using my brain. Mm. So I started a recruiting blog. I started to actually write to my industry um, just to kind of keep in the know because I did have this sense of fear that I would be kind of left uh, or I'd be forgotten about. And Mm. and that's a real fear of women, obviously, taking breaks in their career. So I was like, I'm going to make the most of my time. And when I did that, I remember being called up by my manager almost five months into my maternity leave. And she said, Ruby, we've got to talk. You've got to come in and we're going to have a bit of a chat about this blog thing that you started. So This blog thing. thing. (laughs) So I remember walking into the meeting and she asked me to just bring my son with me and I walked into the room and literally I had all of my blogs printed, highlighted and underlined and basically she said, all of this stuff that you've written, you can't write because you are part of our employer brand and so we need you to take down the blog and we need it all to go through PR and corporate affairs and the social media team and, by the way, you're issued with a first and final warning. Now, in HR terms, that means if you take one step wrong, you're out, you're gone, oh right? Oh, my goodness. And I just remember I was so shocked by the fact that I wasn't allowed to have my own voice and I wasn't yes. allowed to have what was back then a side hustle but not yet monetized. It was a creative outlet for me. And I ended up just taking the warning. Um, I went back to the car, sat in the car, held the steering wheel and just bawled my eyes out. And I think I cried my eyes out because I realized that there was a big change that was about to happen mm. and that I couldn't work for an employer that wasn't about to give me any free reign Who on wants to my work personal for brand. like that? Yeah. Yep. But it's actually a really, it's a massive thing in corporate mm. 
Australia. It's this, you know, really strange time where employers are not yet fully ready to give a voice to their employees that we're very guarded by, you know, the beautiful marketing brands and, you know, having to stay polished. Um, So anyway, so that was a big part of why I now today dedicate my life and my business to helping side hustlers really thrive in an environment where they can absolutely have both. And I was very lucky and blessed enough to find my next employer because I still needed the cash whilst I was building my business Mm -hmm. that just basically said, do what you will with your side hustle. We encourage you and we want to do whatever we can to make sure that you are fully set up. So then I worked for them for the next 18 months. And so I'm really only about three months into my full-time entrepreneur story. Yeah, I've right. only just transitioned. Oh, that's so exciting. But the thing that I love about you is that you're so open and honest about that transition stage. Mm-hmm. And that's what you can actually teach because you have gone from the full-time gig with the side hustle. And then the side hustle actually started earning six figures, I believe. Yes, it did. So 18 months into building my side hustle, look, at the start, I had no idea what I was doing, but my side hustle was, so by day I was a recruiter, by side hustle, I was writing resumes, um, doing career coaching, helping people to interview well, because that was my skill set. I was writing LinkedIn profiles. I was teaching people how to just have a presence when they're around people that they want to influence. And personal branding was a big thing as well. And that ended up being such a hot topic in, you know, corporate Australia, that it was like, whoa, how do you do that? And can you show me? And I started to charge for my coaching, one-on-one coaching. It was all very one-on-one, like physical coaching, not online at this stage. Mm -hmm. And after 18 months, I realized that I had hit six figures with practically zero overheads of starting my side hustle in my business, which is why I tell so many people now that it doesn't take a truckload of money to start your company. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot of initial investment to start a business. I think I started mine with less than $1,000. In fact, probably less than $500. It was my business registration, yes. my website, and which I only did maybe a couple of months in, and um, maybe a bit of help around the actual website design. Some business Amazing. cards that I got printed and that was it. That so, so great. 500 bucks is all it took. Well, I've definitely put more than that into my <laughs> business, but we won't go there. <laughs> Let's not talk about my finances. We're talking about smart investments here today. Okay, so well, why don't you share some of these exciting tips about how you've just spent $500 and turned your side hustle into a six-figure business? So can you run us through some handy tips? Yeah, I mean, a lot of trialling and testing mm-hmm. is it's always just working out what's really needed. Now, when I first started, it was very much with my own network. So tip number one is don't be afraid to tell your direct network that you are starting a business. Like whatever it is, you're, if you're baking cupcakes right through to actually wanting to be an online entrepreneur or you're building some awesome like new app that, you know, that you're developing, tell people because you never know who's there to help you, but also who's there to support you. And then those that actually need your skill set. They actually need you to help them. And so I had a bunch of people come through saying, yes, can I have some coaching? And I'd coach them and then they would refer people to me. So that was a really organic way of growing. Now, secondly, it was actually getting out on socials. And this is something that still a lot of entrepreneurs, um, business owners are quite reserved with or they don't have the time or they don't have the resources. Mm. But It's I, hard. It's hard, yeah, you it know. Is. And we're sitting in here, we've got our cameras set up and it's a conscious decision mm. to do social media. 
media. And that was, I remember starting that thinking, okay, I need to, if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? It's not like I can pay a social media person straight off the bat. No, I wasn't earning yet. heaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started to do you my You have Instagram. to learn everything, don't you? Yeah. As I, all of my friends were like, how do you know that? I said, I just had to. Yeah. I, I just, just had learn. to learn. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first Facebook Live I did. I'm like, oh, my God, how, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Where do I look? Yeah. Where do I look? But yeah. It's, yeah, as you said, trial and error. And you just got to get started. That was probably some of the Absolutely. best advice that I had was just get started. Get started, mm. you know. And, like, even when I – like, any live stream is really intimidating. And I remember the first one I did was, like, three minutes long and my palms were so sweaty and no one was online. Like, it was just – I was just talking, talking to myself. To someone, I know. You know, but you just have to get over it. You have to get over the fact that it takes some time to build traction outside of your, like, inner circle and mm. your network. And as that started to happen slowly but surely, my third tip is really about getting – and this is me because I'm a finance girl mm. – just get really – with where your money's going. Like get real with, you know, all the incomings, which is amazing, but what do you actually want to do with it? Do you want to draw an income from it? Do you want to put it away and into your business to maybe hire that social media virtual assistant or, um, you know, start a podcast and hire out a studio? I don't know, like something that you can think about around how you're going to really invest and grow this business that you're doing. So they're my top tips. And then obviously if you're managing a nine to five job and you are in corporate or you're working part time somewhere, be open with your employers, you know, like in hindsight, I could have been a lot more open. I think regardless, it wouldn't have changed the outcome, but it would have given me an idea earlier on as to whether or not I was to stick with that employer. Mm. But the next employer I went to, I said it in the interviews. I said it as I started, like, I have big dreams to own my online business one day. And if someone can accept you saying that from the very beginning, then that's awesome. They're the right fit, They're aren't the they? Right fit. Because they get it. They've obviously started their own business from yes. scratch. So, yeah, you need some encouraging people around. Exactly, mm. exactly. And there's a lot of um, founders and owners and, you know, even very senior people that have side hustles. Yes. Oh, of course. You know, they have different investments and different passion projects and it's not unusual at it's, all. It's old school mentality, really, as you were saying, from that corporate experience that you had. I mean, come on, let's get with the times. Yes. And uh, that's exciting for us to be able to build personal brands and, and start our side hustles. And it's so. never been easier. Exactly right. If you've got a mobile phone, like a smartphone. Exactly. Yeah, I have so started. many clients who don't even have a website. They just start with an Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Like that's all you need sometimes. That's right. Exactly. So when you've been working with your one-on-one clients, what kind of services can you provide? Yeah. So now I have scaled basically to online coaching. So I've moved away from the physical one-on-one and it's been great because it's really helped me take my message globally. So I did a couple of things, not even maybe two months ago, where I said no more physical coaching because it was just such a pain to book rooms and to meet someone and then they'd be running late. I love the fact that you can jump online with someone halfway across the world and get straight to business. Okay. So you're doing Skype calls and things like that? I do Zoom calls, yeah. So I have a couple of courses that go out, one-on-one coaching. And yeah, it's been awesome. Like I also host masterclasses once a month about like really bite-sized topics. So the last one was how to launch your 
own podcast. Okay, so great. you know, I because I only started my own podcast not too long ago. Yes, and it's doing really well, and I was going to plug it. Well, we might as well do that quickly now. It is called Own Your Hustle. Yes, and you're doing really well in the Apple charts. So that's why I really wanted to have you on as well to promote your podcast. Oh, thanks, Karen. We're, you know, you guys are listening to me, and I really want you to have a listen to Ruby oh as well. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's really about highlighting some of the tips that I'm sharing today. But I tell a lot of stories in there about starting my own side hustle and starting from very humble beginnings and making it a possibility that anyone can start a side hustle, but it's how you go about it that makes it successful. And then now I'm starting to interview everyday side hustlers doing extraordinary things. And most people you probably have never, ever heard of, but that's the whole point, right? It's Mm. like highlighting the not yet fully in the media lights and successful, you know, entrepreneurs, but it's the very, very beginning stages of it where it's like, oh, didn't we hear about this person somewhere? Oh yeah, the Own Your Hustle podcast. So, you know, I, I love Love it, and it's um, it's been great. So that was the last masterclass I did. Um, the one before that was all about showing up as yourself on LinkedIn. So I get you know seventy five to hundred people in these masterclasses online, mm-hmm. and they just you know it's an hour live like training. It's so much fun. Oh, you are so much fun. So <laughs> I could imagine all the followers going, yeah, 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 give us more. So we, we have a lot of fun. Yeah, our warm up songs usually like Drake or something. Oh, awesome! <laughs> just well, see everyone. You know, like chilled. Oh well, we even just did a fun video coming in, so I could just imagine before we sat let's down, put, like Drake across. over the top of it. Actually, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Let's do that. We're thinking about all our other things we've got to do. But all right, so what's your website if anyone's interested in getting in with your masterclasses? Yeah, it's just rubylee.co. So rubylee.co, and I talk a lot about uh, what I've got coming up behind the scenes um, over at Instagram, which is at underscore rubylee underscore. Yeah, perfect. And don't forget, as I said, check out her podcast. So that again is Own Your Hustle. And so you can have both of us subscribed in your iPhone. So yeah, get us both on there. (laughs) It'll be really exciting. And so from both of us, I just wanted to say that we both really want you to, you know, achieve your dreams and, and follow that passion and don't be scared around money. Yeah, don't be scared about money. Just go for it. The only person that you can back fully is yourself because you know exactly where you want to head. So just put your blinkers on and just do it. Do Stay it. in your own lane, exactly. I reckon. Mm, fantastic. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time oh, and I'll be Karen, thank you. following your podcast still and all the exciting things that you you're doing online. You are just a ray of sunshine. There is so much beautiful energy in this room and it's so wonderful to be on this pod with you. Thank you for inviting oh, me. Well, I'll definitely have you back very soon. Yay. Thanks, Ruby. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget there's a new win page starting on the Big Sis Australia website. You can be in the running to win lots of cool prizes and all of this just for becoming a VIP sister. For all the deets, hit up our website, bigsisaustralia.com.